I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Pour yourself a cup of ambition, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name is Marcus Christopher Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Good day. And Pete Diddy Donaldson's here. Christopher. Ah, oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the football ramble again. It is indeed. Lovely. We're back. We're back. We're We're back. All taken and no giving. <laughs> you sound like a smooth radio presenter. <laughs> it. Working yeah. nine to five. We are not, Jim. No. Uh-huh. 24-7. Uh, That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe that, you believe anything, of course. Mm. Lovely to have you here with us, gentlemen. Mm. Here and with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and with us. <laughs> All present and accepted. But that sounded like you'd resuscitated us both. <laughs> from some sort of near-death experience. <laughs> well, the pre-chat before the ramble with me can be described as that. Yeah. It can. It it's was some pretty of the... dead this week. Mm-hmm. Some of your anecdotes are uh, whoa, heart-stopping and weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm saving the good chat for now. Good the boy. North London derby. Mm. Arsenal got a win, Jim. Did get a win. What a they win did. it was, it eh? Was, it was an excellent win. Yeah, I think... Um, one of the things that characterises um, the kind of narrative before a big game with Arsenal at the moment is that it could all explode and just fall apart because they tend to um, do very calamitous things that are sort of high profile and embarrassing. And actually, that makes people forget that obviously they're a very good footballing side. Mm. Um, And this is exactly, I think, kind of what happened in in the build-up to the game. I wouldn't necessarily say Spurs themselves bought into this, but that was was the, the narrative. And they just, they pressed harder. They did that thing they do where they win a big game and everyone says, oh, yeah, they they could kick on now if they play like this every week. And um, (laughs) hopefully they will. But, you know, we've been through this part of the cycle. I'm not getting my hopes up, but I'm certainly going to enjoy that because it was excellent. It's a double win. My favourite part was seeing Meza Ozil um, just glide back to dispossess Christian Eriksen. <laughs> he's figured out he can glide in every direction. I love that. Like a chess piece. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt um, a touch sorry for Wenger. I know he's a sort of architect of the whole thing, but I felt a touch sorry for him because as soon as Arsenal put in a good performance and win a big game like that, you get Graeme Souness or somebody. And I do agree with what he's yeah. saying. And we, or, or maybe even Jeff Shreves oh, it, up in his face. <laughs> Whatever he says. Arsenal, it's not going to last. <laughs> what do you think? 
<laughs> Whatever he says, I disagree with. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he, yeah, anyway, enough of Shreves. Um, yeah, Arsenal put in a good performance like that. And Vega, you know, just thinks, you know, we've got a good win against our fierce rivals. And it's straight away, well, you're not going to keep this up. I mean, this is the problem. <laughs> you can just, oh, just for a well, moment. He's the architect of it, though, isn't he? That's yeah. the thing. And, you know, sitting back and resting on, the, on your laurels is possibly part of the problem. So actually, I don't mind that. If it's something that puts a bit more pressure on the team to play like that more often, then that's great. Um, the, the wind of Mike Dean blew in Arsenal's favour. That has to be mentioned, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he wasn't, he, was, he wasn't having a great time when, it came to, when Sanchez met Sanchez. Yeah. It was a strange decision and then uh, there was a suspicion of offside for what was actually a very, very good header. Yeah, a suspicion of offside based on the rules um, <laughs> yeah but you know again the wind of Mike Dean um, although that's obviously the linesman's fault isn't it but um, yeah I just feel like I don't know where Mike Dean has seen that shirt pull it just, their arms were close together from his point of view but that's, just, that's still a big assumption to I, make because Sanchez did fall over it was just because Devinson mm. Sanchez made a good challenge he didn't complain he wasn't looking for a free kick it, it was just a wrong decision yeah it was uh, just unfortunately for Spurs it, then another wrong decision Mike, followed immediately after and yeah. then a goal came but off it Mike Dean is incredible at that isn't he, he seems just to, leave it as Mike Dean find, is incredible well quite yeah <laughs> but he, he, when he does make mistakes or makes a strange decision they, they often tend out to, they turn out to be very costly for someone <laughs> he's box office Jim. he really is every decision decision he makes leads to something. It's a talent in a way. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, Deli Alley and, and Harry Kane, they weren't fit, were they? Well, that's what I thought looking at that game because they didn't have their usual sort of, um, you know, the usual energy. And they, obviously Spurs started very brightly and they, they both looked to have, have more of it then. But it makes me wonder, have they actually just not been training for a week? And Harry, just Harry Kane just looked very particularly do leggy. Th- do you think yeah. after, um, after certain people's comments about Harry Kane and Ali missing... England duty yeah. because of the injury. Oh, are well, they actually injured? Do you think Pochettino was terrified that he might get a nasty phone call from Southgate what, so after the match? Sort of so he so gave them both Valium. He gave them both a nice cup of cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> Just before the game, he gave them a, a roast dinner to eat. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, d- I, d- I don't know. But yeah, Ozil was given man of the match. I mean, it was... I hate to sort of say what you know. I was just saying a few moments ago, but when you see Arsenal play like that, and then Lacazette starts and puts yeah. in a great performance, and as you say, tracking back and so on, you just think, do it more often. I think though, is <laughs> maybe even that a little bit of a false perception? It's just a you know, as I say, the calamities stand out a bit more. Arsenal will generally get the results you'd expect them to with the odd. What's not even an anomaly, given how competitive the league is, is mm. it just, you know, the Arsenal we've been so used to under Wenger are now playing in a league where there are more teams that are just better than them, and it actually, they sit exactly about where they should. Well, that's a, that, that's a fair point, actually. I remember a number of years ago when uh, Wenger signed, I think it was when he was signing Mikel Arteta, and it was Mertesacker around that yeah, time? It was, yeah, they came together. They made a num- yeah, they made a number of signings, <clears throat> excuse me, and... People were saying, you know, what's the matter with these players? And maybe not those two particular, in particular, but some other signings. And people were saying, you know, you're looking at the shirt rather than the face. Yeah. And so maybe there is an element of that. I mean, Lacazette is a very good forward, signed for a mm. lot of money. But, uh, you know, Chelsea signed Morata. Yeah. Mm. You know, Manchester United signed Lukaku. Now, Lukaku was already a, a proven Premier League goal scorer. I know he's mm. had a bit of a drought, but he's obviously scored at the weekend. You know, you look at that, you know, Spurs have got Harry Kane. So, yes, they signed Lacazette. But as you say, Jim... It's uh, a good, uh, you know, a very good uh, striker. But so are the other teams got good strikers. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? So, exactly. And it, it used to be Arsenal and Man United. Yeah. and Or, you know, Man United and one other for a long time. And that's, yeah, that's, how, that's where we are. I guess that's what happens when you have the same manager for 20 years. <laughs> and you get the expectations of, <laughs> of that true. era in a strange that's, way. That's very true. Um, Spurs, it was sort of slightly concerning for them. 11 points behind Manchester City, although Man City are just in a, in a different league, aren't yeah. they? Well, but you I, say that, but every team chasing them can't look at it that way. True. But then... But then if you look at that stat where they've only won, is it sort of one in 16 or 17 games yeah. against some of the, the, the big sides? In the away games against the away the games, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and, and Lord Ramble um, brought to our attention a very interesting stat that actually, um, last season, Chelsea, obviously, they won the league, didn't they? And um, what was it? They had four points from five away games against the, 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 other, you know, the other top teams, and they still won the league. So, mm. you know, that, that's doable, but obviously it is a problem. And if you are going to want to, you know, kick in to that elite group, where you're aiming to be in the Champions League every season, aiming to be challenging for the title every season, you have to you have to find a way around that. Because I mean, again, it's these margins that win you things. I mean, Man City need to drop off a pretty hefty cliff uh, yeah. to, to to not win win the league. I mean, they can land on a couple of ledges on the way down and still be <laughs> all right. But I mean, I guess I mean, Spurs' focus might even just switch to the Champions League. Just sort of go, let's go for that. Let's go all guns blazing for that, guys. That's true. Let's, right. let's rest Kane and Ali for the league. <laughs> God. 
that is classic Peter. Ah, yeah. sod it. Sod it. It's, it's November now. There's you no chance. You can't no be ch- the best. Just be the rest. I like that. Yeah. I, as you concentrate on the Champions League, finish like 11th <laughs> in the, in the Premier <laughs> We're going to get back in the Champions League by winning the damn competition. And yeah. hopefully that will mug off Chelsea because yeah. that time then they won it and they made sure we went in the Europa <laughs> or whatever it yeah. was. Obviously, it doesn't work like that anymore, ladies and gentlemen. But I like the spite, no mm. doubt. Mm. Um, yeah, so it was a good win for Arsenal. It was a very good win for Arsenal and it, it, much better as, as we say. Hector Bellerin believes that they've silenced their critics and, and in his words, they shut some mouth yeah. with the win. He is good value on social media. Mm. I remember after um, the end of pre-season, he posted a picture of himself on a surfboard in the sea just with a caption, going back to London like... like <laughs> <laughs> love that. You're don't, not surfing home to London, Hector. <laughs> but I like to believe that you are. Don't get yeah. salt water in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, you know, the whole silence, the critics thing, blah, blah, blah. It's part of the cycle, blah, blah, blah. Even that's part of the cycle now saying that. Um, but it's uh, away um, at Cologne next and then away at Burnley after that. So that's two tough tests. Mm. You, know, you know, if they have you know, added some metal, that's a good chance to display it. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Tony Pulis has been sacked in other news. He has. Which, He's out of here. Um, we, I mean, on behalf of the Football Round, we'd like to thank the owners of West Brom for doing that before we recorded. Thanks, Gorsh and Lai. Two in a row now. Yeah. After the Koeman debacle. That's right. So yeah. That's good. Uh-huh. Bilic and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Pulis, of course. And Mag- Gary Megson has taken temporary charge. <laughs> which is something we can all get behind. <laughs> yeah. Wow. As non-West Brom fans. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine... They'll want him in the job for long, but I think Everton yeah. probably thought that about David Unsworth. Right, so. Ryan Giggs, the uh, early uh, front runner for um, that particular position, which is incredible. That is an interesting really? one. I mean, that is a, uh, is it surprising? <laughs> I think it is a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a funny one with, with Pulis' style, isn't it? It just seems to hit a ceiling after a little while. Maybe, I don't know, do the players get mm. kind of bored of it? What, what happens there? Because, you know, he's built his stock on making teams really difficult to beat. And then after a little while, that seems to kind of stop happening. It's like they've not won in 11, have they? It's like no. August, the last then, one they won. So. It's, it's not that outrageous, is it? I mean, he took over in Jan 2015. They were struggling. I think they were down in the yeah. relegation zone or, or close to it, if not. And they finished under Pulis 13th, 14th and 10th. Now, obviously, 10th is, is very good. Uh, but aside like West Brom, it, again, it's not outrageous if they suddenly become in a bit of a relegation fight. I mean, Pulis, it, to finish in the top half is, a, is, yeah. is great stuff. You know, the, you mentioned the, you know, the top six earlier and there's a lot of good teams. Well, there's a lot of teams, that, you know, the aforementioned uh, Everton uh, with, with their money and so on. I mean, yeah. they should be higher. Uh, the way that Watford are playing this season, you know, there's so many, mm. there's so many teams with potential to finish in the top half. It's not outrageous for West Brom to go on a bit of a bad run and yeah. these things can happen. And he's been there for over, you know, three seasons. Yeah. Also, as well, if you look at the promoted teams this season, I know it's early on, they're 9th, 10th and 11th yeah. at the moment. So there's, there are none of them down there sort of clogging that up, as you might normally expect during most seasons. So, it's, it's you know, we, we could lose a very big name, um, at least one this year. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, like I say, I just, it just feels like it's hit a ceiling with Pulis, doesn't it? Like, you know, if, if you can't... I remember yeah, if, you, if you're not that hard to beat anymore and you play rubbish football, sooner or later <laughs> people are going to get frustrated, aren't they? <laughs> uh, are, um, you know, Everton are in a relegation fight. Well, it looks like they might be. They get every, <laughs> just, just for the end of the season, Jim. They're in a fight to find a manager. Don't do this. <laughs> do. Imagine, what, a, what a week that would be for Pulis. It gets sacked from West Brom and then goes at the Everton job. <laughs> oh, but you know what, though? <laughs> to get even more money to pee up the wall. <laughs> if, if, if they were... Um, you know, if they were considering the Allardyce option of getting him in to sort of keep them up for a season, yeah. he was linked to the job, and you know, yep. that's that seems to be the perception, doesn't mm-hmm. it? That he's this amazing firefighter, Fireman Sam. Um... <laughs> Pulis is is the same option, is it not? But did somebody say though that Pulis turns up to a club, lights his own fire, and then puts it out and goes, "Well, no one else could have put that out." Mm. He, someone did say that, and it was Pete Donaldson. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> it was no, it wasn't. It was Damien Cunningham on the emails. So oh, was it really? He oh, right. He's a fireman arsonist. Something <laughs> <laughs> is lovely. Fights Just... fire with fire. Yeah. yeah. But uh, G- Gushin Lai, the, I'm obsessed with that guy's name. Look at Gushin Lai. Um, he said uh, we're in a results business. I was like, eh. Was that on the contract when you joined West Brom? Well, it when wasn't, you took, it wasn't when you a performance business, was it? Uh, Pulis wouldn't sign that. <laughs> Certainly not. Um, not in the entertainment business and all mm. that. Well, Pulis said after the loss to Chelsea that um, if he'd left the club, then he'd put his record on the table in front of everyone and see what they think of what he's done at the club in his three years. So he knew. He yeah. knew that the end yeah. was nigh. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it, fair play to him. He's, he has done a good job there, but it's just something has changed and it's not working anymore. I mean, like um, Marcus Alonso's third goal, like at the, at the back post from a free kick, 
very simple. Fans booed it as it went in. You know, clearly there is something wrong there and, and something needs to change. Was it know. as it went in they booed? Yeah. The ball's crossing like boo. As it hit his foot. <laughs> but I think... <laughs> Don't like that. But I think when you say like they've done a good job, I think that's the sort of line that a lot of West Brom's, uh, West Brom uh, Baggies fans are going to have a real problem with on in the media because it'll be one of those kind of party situations. Oh, careful what you wish for. Yeah. Whoever comes next might be as good, might not be as good. They might relegate. Yeah, so, well... I'm paying money for a season ticket, just give me, yeah. and you're spending forty million on players. Just give me something to look at. Yeah. Crying out loud! If we're, we're going to lose, at least look good doing it. Yeah. Is it time for Pepe Mel to come back? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Well, if it's time for Gary Megson to come back, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, my goodness. Uh, well, let's uh, turn our attention to one of the uh, newly promoted sides, Newcastle United, because Manchester United gave them a pumping, Peter. Um, I wouldn't go that strong. I thought, you know, f- first half we were all right. 4-1, not a pumping. Yeah. <laughs> no. 2-1 down at half time. <laughs> yeah. Well, n- nearly got to two all. Thanks yeah, to oh. Dwight Gale's deflected shot. You're right. Sorry, it was a sorry. moral victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they nearly got to two all at one stage. And so therefore, <laughs> it wasn't a pumping. Well, when the when the first goal went in, as the commentator quite nicely put it, it was Geordie Joy. Geordie mm. Joy. Gale put them one nil up. Yeah, Lindelof slipped, didn't he? So that's him out of the team for three months. <laughs> getting slagged in the press every day. <laughs> Benitez very pleased with uh, his team's first 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I, you know, at Old Trafford, you're not going to get many chances, but I thought they looked really good on the break, and yeah, I, I was quite happy the first half. And then second half, they just looked a bit leggy, a bit tired, and uh, Manchester United's quality, mm. and um, you know, 200 million more. Well, that's what Rafa said <laughs> straight the after pitch. the match. He said, you see the difference in terms of money spent. <laughs> now, I, obviously, that's true. We all know that. But yeah, if but you look at, like, Marshall to Pogba, you sort of go... Marshall did go for a fair fee, didn't yeah. he? Oh, yeah. And he's he been used as like an, <clears throat> an impact sub, sub at times, weirdly. Although, yeah, playing very well for the French <clears throat> national side. But I, th- I find it um, quite interesting. If you were a Newcastle player, they yeah, look, everybody knows Manchester United are a better side. But do you want your manager to kind of say, well, obviously they've got better players than us? Um, I think surely, though, if you are, you know, any sort of rational human being, you you know that's true. Footballers. I, re- I remember Rob Rob Elliott, the guy who played in golf for Newcastle the yeah. weekend under Pardew. He was known to in pubs the night spots, the length and breadth of Newcastle. Yeah. You know, tell everyone, you know, we're, we're not we're not good enough to be in the top ten. So this is where we should we belong. We belong mid table. He said that because that's the you know winning mentality that Pardew <laughs> instilled yeah. in the, the t- choice design. of venue. There says it all. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Gather around a night out with, with Rob yeah, Elliott. With Rob Elliott. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think yeah. I, I, uh, Mourinho said that uh, Paul Pogba's performance was top. Oh, it was great. Which I like that he's getting in the Manchester yeah. lingo. They have his bucket hat on <laughs> in the post-match interview. <laughs> Pogba, man, what a, what a performance that yeah. was! I see. This is I, I like seeing that. I think like you know, every league tends to have a jewel in its crown, doesn't it? And because the fee Pogba went for, you kind of think like he. It sort of seems like he should be the headline player in the Premier League in general, and he put in a huge, huge performance. That cross for Martial, he just he didn't have as much space as he made it look like he had. You know what I mean? And he just he's one of those players that can almost seem to stop time, just get a little bit of space, yep. slow things down to to have a really exquisite, exquisite, delicate chip like that, and mm. just brilliant in a crowded box. He put it on a plate for Martial. Some of his delivery, and I think he gets unfairly criticised, whereas someone like Kevin De Bruyne's performances last season that kind of flattered to deceive. This season, he's kicked on. He's yeah. playing really well. Uh, a similar situation with, with him, I think. Yeah, but Pete, Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne doesn't do silly things with his hair, though. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know? also the, you know, tacit racism of the press. There we are. Doesn't have his own emoji. Although, yeah, yeah, I guess true. you could just use the ghost one. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah, fair, fair points. I mean, Mourinho commented a number of times about Pogba being out the side through injury, mm. which is fair because you yeah. would miss it. But no, then, he, he spoke about how he wasn't speaking about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what he did. Yeah, and then he said other managers shouldn't go on about injured players whilst going on about injured players. But that's Mourinho. But I, I just wonder if in some of the one or two of the performances this season where they play very defensively against Liverpool away, for example, would they have approached the game as defensively that as that if he had Pogba in the side? It's, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because I think back to the game at Southampton when they won 1-0 and it looked like they were practising this kind of shutout. Yeah. So I think, you know... Much of the glee of the away support. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he doesn't care about that, does he? It's great. Um, so I'd, I, I would imagine they would have gone for it a bit more. But I think Mourinho, he knows over the course of a season he's going to have some of those performances out of his side. So yeah. he try, you know, he's going he's to employ those tactics if he thinks it's best on the day. I th- mm-hmm. So I, I hope 
not because we want to see the best of Pogba and we, you know he's an incredibly powerful player and you see that in the last sort of 20 minutes of a lot of games his energy um, really sort of rattles teams and that's how United have been racking up big scores sort of particularly at home yeah um, and, they, and they look great at home at the moment yeah. you know well I say great at home they look, they, the, the Old Trafford's a fortress again you know yeah. if, you, if you look at the stats you know they're not losing games they're conceding hardly any goals you know the Gales goal was uh, you know one in at a very few amount of goals they've um, they've conceded while Mourinho's been at the yeah. club I just think it's never going to be a surprise if Mourinho sort of you know plays that sort of game to try and blunt an opposition whoever's in his side I mean he tried to curtail the attacking creative instincts of Ed and Hazard at times you know like he's Mm. He'll probably do the same with Pogba. (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust him to keep it fun. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think with Mourinho, that that side, they're they're quite powerful and they're more so with Pogba in the side with a bit of creative flair as well. Mourinho loves that. Mate Man always used to say, that the Chelsea side that he managed, they were like the big boys in the playground. If there was lots of football matches going on in the school in yeah. the school playground or something like that, the big boys would come on and go, we'll give you a game. And yeah. you just think, oh my God, that one's got a moustache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got a dyed moustache. <laughs> He's got a kid. Um, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I, I was with you saying that that was Marcus with his moustache. I bet you had a, yeah. quite an early moustache when you were a kid. Yeah, how, kid. how long have you been a hairy boy? <laughs> you just hit yeah, but, puberty all at once. But I'm not like big. one of those Mexican I wolf st- men. <laughs> I stopped growing when I was about 14. Though, right. so I was never... I never like them all the hormones went into your hair (laughs) concentrating on your follicular career Uh I still scored goals against them So, you know, there we are. But yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a powerful side. That's what Mourinho wants. You know, you yeah. look at these other sides and they just, they overpower teams. But yeah. also, when they need to be defensive, they're, they're, they're resilient against, you know, wave after wave. And I'm just, I'm really looking forward to that Manchester derby. Mm. Because mm. we know how both managers are going to, um, going to approach such it. such a clash of styles, nil, nil. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah. nailed on. Well, that's, that's the one, isn't it? That's, that, that will test the theory that you've put yeah. forward there, Marcus. Like, will... An will... early goal for Man City and then bang, we're on. I'd, I'd, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, and that is the only way we're going to get a football match over because otherwise I think Mourinho's just going to revert to his type take it down to the trenches just, yeah just you know hmm. but he um, loves that he loves yeah. how oh, yeah. much that will annoy Guardiola that will <laughs> yeah. be an extra sort of reason to do it for him <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right yeah um, Ibrahimovic returns to action of course <sighs> he looked like he hadn't missed a step he looked great <laughs> a scissor kick and a spraying out bars left right and centre mm. called himself a lion in the post called himself a lion I mean that was just him going what have I got to say? I've got to say something stupid brand it's Mina Riola in his ear. He's got someone <laughs> feeling the lines to him, isn't he? Surely yes. has. He's like he, he he says it with all the conviction of like Joey Barton when he'd go on his yeah. like yeah, yeah, metaphysical yeah. rants on Twitter. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I I, I um, enjoyed Marcus Rashford's lovely little cushioned header for Pogba's goal. It was very good. And uh, I saw in an interview recently. He he said his childhood footballing hero was Tim Howard. I didn't expect that. But then he also revealed that uh, in his first season playing for his old boys' club years ago, he played in goal. And then Ooh. said, uh, if Man United ever needed an outfield player to go and go, he'd be up for it. And I thought, oh, yeah. we all want that to happen oh, now. wants that. <laughs> but it's good to have that in a team, isn't it? Very if you good. know who's going to want to go in. <laughs> That's true. But then Southgate shouldn't fall for, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll only have two goalkeepers in the squad and Rashford can double up because you need three proper registered yes. goalkeepers who can't play outfield for the Who was it? Was it North Korea? <laughs> it, I think it was North that. Korea. They had a, uh, they had a centre forward who could also play in goal. They were right. like, brilliant. We'll, we'll stick in another midfielder. They turned up and the poor bloke was told, no, no, you're a goalkeeper. You can't play outfield. Oh, so no. didn't, didn't get uh, didn't get to play. Was he was he one of their better players though? Was he a, a fourth choice striker? I don't know, but I uh, having, I need to know your well, having, depth of knowledge with the North Korean side. Marcus. Having thought about this, not playing um, at a World <laughs> Cup is probably the least of his worries. Being a North Korean <laughs> yeah. citizen. Yeah. So there we are. Less said about that, the better. Um, could say that about West Ham at the moment. What they're like North Korea. <laughs> 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 I guess if any team in the league fit it, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I, I'd, say, I'd say that I'd say, I'd say the leader of North Korea looks a little less hangdog, <laughs> a little bit more uh, sabre rattling. I'd say the North Korean citizens are a bit more disciplined than the West Ham supporters, though. They were chanting, ch- chanting "sack the board" and "you're not mm. fit to wear the shirt." I mean, poor old Moyes. Yeah, they welcome, not Davey. <laughs> So, that's not aimed at him necessarily. Yeah, we'll get to you. <laughs> but Moyes, he appealed for unity, which is um, not going to happen anytime soon. The the really sad thing I saw about West Ham at the moment was Essex Police have warned West Ham fans to stop calling 999 to complain about their team's failings. Oh, and I thought, even if that's a bit of banter, yeah, that's getting in the way of a bit of actual crime. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my goodness. But uh, Alan Pardew <laughs> said um, that he would have taken the job if asked. So they've got a man waiting in the wings if Moyes... Uh, I love that. If asked or asked. Yeah. <laughs> That's, <all I> know. <laughs> That's incredible, isn't it? Moyes is one game into the job. The, the fans are unhappy. He himself is trying to dampen expectations. And Pardew's already trying to mug him off. 
<laughs> well, I think Pardew was probably asked, would you have taken it? And he went, yeah, no, I'd have taken that, but I think Moors will do well. Yeah, so he's going to van it to Macedonia first. I like, to do. <laughs> I like his little uh, gaudy beard. He's, uh, he's sort of growing at the moment. He's gone a bit rougher, hasn't he? Oh, this Pardew. is uh, Pardew? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Have I, we ever seen Moyes with a bit of facial hair? I don't think he. No, not no, Moyes. No. Not Moyes. He's a very unhairy boy, isn't he? He, he probably is. Yeah, mm. under all the under those jumpers of his. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he said some of the club's big players with big reputations disappointed him. Andy Carroll, maybe one. <laughs> no, I, he looked the only one interested. He, well, should, he, been, yeah. he, he should have been sent off for looking interested. That's true. I mean, he, he looked have... interested in a big fight he was with up anyone for the fight. near him he was up for the fight I mean the, the poor bloke um, uh, Ziggler who's making his Premier League debut you know six seconds or whatever it is bang there you go that's what we're about <laughs> yeah I mean it was it was a pretty brutal um, performance wasn't it so, do you think Moyes is trying to bring out a bit of big dunk in Andy Carroll <laughs> oh that's a point I hope not for the Sake of every other footballer in the Premier League. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or any burglars that might be in the... <laughs> yeah. oh, in Kevin Nolan's house. <laughs> <laughs> Need knocking out. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought that West Ham, they did create a few chances. And, and if it wasn't for Gomez's heroics in goal, yeah. then they may have nicked something. Yes, it was a perfor- right, poor though, performance. The thing with that, though, yep. is that um, Gomez plays for Watford, doesn't he? <laughs> And West Ham have got to find a way past him. Yeah. So, I mean, that I appreciate that you're trying to do Davy Moyes a favour there, yeah. but I think they were comprehensively outplayed. And, you know, and, and Watford are a good team as well. 13 minutes they? in losing a goal. It's just like, oh, come on now. At least get to half-time. Well, it was good to see Will Hughes on the score. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he signed for Watford in the summer, of course, after lots of speculation over the years at Derby linking him to Premier League clubs. And mm. he was always a, a great young player. Still is. He's in his early 20s. But it was nice to see him playing uh, for, for Watford, starting a, a game in a position that he can flourish in. Yeah, absolutely. Because, mm. I mean, this is, this is an ideal sort of trajectory for a young player in England, really, isn't it? Because he was linked to Liverpool repeatedly a lot when he was younger, wasn't yeah. he? And that would have been a bit too much. I absolutely, think. it would have been. It's far better for him to have stayed at Derby for the time he did and yep. then go to a club like Watford yep. where he can sort of be away from any sort of spotlight. And, yeah, he had a very, very good game. Mm, much better. Uh, from uh, from from Watford, I thought uh, because they've lost a few games of late, mm. but they've they've been having a good season. And Richarlison with another good performance. I mean, he's been he's been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he has. I think he's he's behind Harry Kane um, in the league um, of shots. But I think he's he's second in the league. He's had something like forty seven or forty eight shots before that game, and Kane's had like a thousand. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he's 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 busy, isn't he? He's active. He gets involved. It would be a great shame if Watford do lose silver this season. Yeah, and that's not going away, is it? That story. No. So and, it looks and like Silver's Everton are probably going to throw more and more money. It's, at it. it's very unimaginative, though, isn't it? From like the press, I like, got. Oh, yeah, he'll be in the frame next. So like, well, just let him go. But Everton have approached him, and Silver's not mm. really pushed that story away. Right. No, whereas the Watford, you know, hierarchy is saying you can't you can't approach him. But again, money talks, doesn't it? Mm. Money talks, and so does Pete Donaldson because he's going to be reading out your correspondence after this. All right then. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Same could be said about this, quite frankly. <laughs> what, this show? Um, no, the correspondence that you're okay. about to read, Pizzi. Okay, all right. And I can't be to blame because it has been moved around slightly. Um, to the Ramble Boys. Hello to uh, Elliot. Uh, I sit at my desk at work and hear the news that the capped scourge of the Midlands is no more. I am filled with mixed emotions. My beloved Albion may no longer be safe in the Premier League, but at least there's a chance the football won't be rubbish anymore. So there we go. Get Tony uh, Mowbray back. T- Tony uh, also apparently turned on the opportunity to try the Hawthorne speciality Balti Pie during a press event Ooh. once. So good riddance to the heathen. <laughs> well, he's not actually heathen, he's Catholic. <laughs> uh, Simon Oak. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, Simon Oak, uh, Ramblefoss Hall. Oh, haven't had one of them for a while, so mm. Luke really doesn't like them, and I'm going to do one. <laughs> I also hate them. Okay, well, you. you, you... Uh, having listened to the rants. <laughs> About the England band on the previous show, your frustration is shared and multiplied by many Sheffield Wednesday fans. You see, the England band started out life as the Sheffield Wednesday oh, band. God. And they continue to split the opinion of the fans. At what point they were even banned by one of our former chairmen. They play the same <laughs> gruelling playlist at every home game at Hillsborough and at times make the life of a Wednesday fan even tougher work than usual. That said, I do have a grudging respect for them. They appear to her to be uh, some of the most successful blaggers of all time. As you said, they get sponsored to travel all around the world with the England team and I always think that the disdain that they are held in is created in part by jealousy. The lineup keeps changing. At one point, even included the ostrich-abusing Bernie Clifton. But sadly, their <laughs> repertoire remains the same. They certainly make some noise when the atmosphere goes flat in the stadium, but at times, even a patient man like me would like to shove those trumpets where the sun don't shine. Mm. So there we go. Spare up th- thought for the owls. I think, I can't believe I've forgotten this, but the three of us have actually danced with them. Do you remember? After yeah. England-Ukraine. Not, not with ma- them. No, yeah. near them. In spite you know, of them. In the area they were at. Okay, I, yeah, I yeah. boggled in spite of them on lavender beer yeah. that I'd inadvertently bought. Uh, no, that's true. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't that was not a badge of endorsement. I will oh, dance right. to I will dance to Jason Derulo. At I times. just I just felt like like Roberto Martinez. I just felt <laughs> I should um, I should put that out there in the okay. spirit of transparency. Well, I, I don't. Well, hate in, case, you. in case we're caught in a long lens, yeah, it, it, <laughs> somebody gets, somebody gets yeah. the CCTV from the Kiev uh, stadium yeah, that the we danced in. <laughs> I don't hate the England band. Yeah. Well, maybe you should. Maybe I should. Because they play No, you hate the Sheffield Wednesday band. Uh, Rich. <laughs> Hi, all. Long-time listener, and I thought it was about time I praised my football club by telling you some ridiculous stats about this season. Ollie Lee scored our second goal yesterday versus Cambridge from 70 yards out. That is some stat on its own. However, it was also scored from another postcode. The Oak Road end is an LU4, and the Kenilworth Road end is an LU1. That is oh. magnificent. Isn't that good? Luton have now scored seven or more goals in three league games this season. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so good news on that. <clears throat> yeah, so we're going to mention imagine, that. Imagine scoring a goal from the, a, a different postcode to where the ball actually ends. That's incredible. We will mention Luton a bit later. Mm. OK, then. Mm. All right, then. Um, Simon from Canada. Hi, everyone. Against Billericay Town in the last episode, uh, you chatted about, um, well, Billericay Town, to be honest. I just want to make sure that this bit of uh, narrative from a previous match didn't slip past the Rambles Soviet-era radar. Rude. All the way back in April, the two teams faced off in a, a league match. Uh, Billericay Town spotting a lineup that featured former Spurs and Portsmouth player Jimmy O'Hara, oh, yeah. who had joined the club less than a month before. Leatherhead uh, triumphed 3 2 in this match, uh, but the real story came afterwards. As O'Hara walked off the pitch, uh, a, a fan uh, went over to do a little shaky hand and then did that thing, you know, when you pull the hand away? Yep. Mm. Uh, O'Hara attacked, said uh, person. Did he? Went wow. after him? Yeah, he was a schoolboy. Uh, now, keep in mind that O'Hara was initially docked wages by his own club for this incident, uh, but it's only in the last week that he was also formally fined by a court. Uh, he didn't feature in the recent FA Cup fixture, allowing children everywhere to breathe a sigh of relief. 
Thank you, Simon. Jordan from Bennett. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, Leatherhead beat them in the. Uh, in the replay. Mm. They're into the second Indeed. round, I think. Uh, if you do want to uh, get in touch with the short, short the football ramble uh, is the way to do that. And if you want to get involved with uh, going for gold, you can get involved. Uh, Pete at thefootballramble.com. So thank you very much for all your correspondence thus far. Wonderful. Uh, Burnley got another win. Mm. They're on the They'll same points that. as Arsenal and Liverpool. And one behind the Spurs. Ridiculous. That's great. <laughs> it's oh, great. it's great. Oh, it's uh, great. A lovely little Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> what a week Jack Corks had. Made his England... Well... Maybe not exactly a, a week, but what a, a recent period of time he's yeah, had yeah. making his England debut. Was in the England squad, of course, and scored a lovely header. Yeah, I mean, we talk about players not celebrating against their own clubs, but the opposite of that is when a player can't conceal his glee, <laughs> which is exactly what that was. Not in any sort of malicious way. Just you could see on his face how well things have been going lately. Look, there nice are there are a number of uh, ways to celebrate against your old club, Jack Cork. Starting the move and then and then getting on the end of a of a header and yeah. scoring for his current club, which mm. he's played for for a little while, is absolutely fine. You can also do it the way Emmanuel Adebayor did at the yes. uh, Etihad against Arsenal, <laughs> which is also fine for the purposes of this show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which you know, for those Arsenal fans who did get angry about that, and I know that's been and, cool. and the one who threw the little chair at him. <laughs> exactly. You know, take your medicine. You know, take your medicine. <laughs> it bothers you Marcus that much? Call the police. <laughs> I mean, bearing in mind you spend most of your time cozying up to Club FA, you're never going to get uh, a job in, a job in Soho Square, mate. Hang on a minute. With that kind of behaviour. up to yeah. Club FA? <laughs> the last time I was there was with you. Yeah. Well, I'll, then Pete will know, won't he? Yeah, seen that's it up, true, I watched yeah. it. Up close. I watched you hoovering up the food. Uh, well, it was put in front Glad of me. handling. Well, glad I'm just, handling. I'm just saying, Marcus, you've got to be careful about what you say because this sort of audio will come to bite you on the arse when you get the nod at the FA. All right. What? So, oh, I see what you mean. Well, right. okay. How about this for a piece of audio? The Manuel Adebayor celebrated against Arsenal was one of my favourite moments in the Premier League's history. <laughs> say, it was, say it was an effing disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't really. It was, it was shocking all round. But anyway, that happened years ago. Jack Court, mm. we're talking about now for crying out loud. Right, yeah, fine. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was a great performance. And uh, Burnley with another win. They're going so flipping they well. They really, really are. But what I liked about this one was... 2 0, it was, it, was it was a good win, comprehensive win. Barnes with a, with a great strike as well. I just, I'd love um, Dyche to, you know, he's got points on the board because previously, obviously, Burnley, it's always stay in the league, stay in the league, and mm. so on. And that's more than understandable. And they often play quite defensively and, and hit teams on the break, and it's worked, especially at home. I just wonder if, with a few more points under the board, a bit more confidence, the team with a bit more cohesion, one or two new faces in there. Can he actually start to think a little bit more expansively and take the game to opponents, especially what? Swansea at home? I think that I think that's exactly what he is doing. I think yeah. Burnley take charge of teams more. They have a bit more width to them um, at, at the moment, which is really nice. And it used to be like pretty much everybody would would turn up at Turf Moor, and Burnley would invite them to come onto them, yeah. weather the storm, and just like try and be more physically robust than them. But I think that they are taking taking the game to teams now, and especially in a fixture like Swansea at home. You you wonder if Paul Clement might be uh, might be next for the chop? Well. Yeah, so they've lost six out of seven. I mean, it leaves looking very, very bleak uh, mm. for Swansea indeed. They're up against Bournemouth next, which, again, is a chance to get some points on the board, although Bournemouth have got themselves back-to-back wins and look like they've remembered how to start playing in the Premier League again. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's part of it is that rhythm, isn't it? For a team like Bournemouth, I guess the, you, they're in a kind of Goldilocks zone at the moment, <laughs> where actually it's a sort of nice, <laughs> nice position for them to be, just in terms of their status in the league, because there are teams that are worse than them. They're probably not going to go down. The, sort of, the feeling of the status quo is you know what games they'll be the favourites in, you know what ones they won't. But if you start losing those ones, you're expected to win. That rocks your whole identity and belief. And mm. I feel like they're getting that back now. They're getting back to knowing yeah. who they are and where they need to be. And Callum Wilson getting a hat-trick is wonderful. Yeah. No one could begrudge him that. Not oh, even Huddersfield Town. No. <laughs> or maybe they could. Did that second one come off his thigh? I think it did. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Because the, the way it came in, the finish was absolutely superb. And I saw a few replays and I thought, I think that's come off his thigh. But the way he swung it mm. was very intentional. Mm. You know, like Ibrahimovic. Just great you know, shape. Indeed. You know yeah. Ibrahimovic back in the day when he would do all these sort of weird kicks and yeah. just like catch it on his nose and walk it into yeah. the net. <laughs> yeah, all that kind of stuff. I thought, I thought Wilson's getting involved in that, but in a more English way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and well done to him for that. Yeah. But Bournemouth as well, just talking about them, they played 
the large part of that game with just 10 men. Yeah. Mm. Very impressive against the Huddersfield Town side who have had a good season thus far. But when you've got Nathan Ake at the back playing like that, my goodness, what an asset to the team. Mm. He was brilliant. Um, I, I do worry about Bournemouth now. I, I sort of said that they'd probably have a really good start like up until Christmas probably and then just kind of start to get found out a little bit. And I think... Well, they've had a dreadful to... start and now they're <laughs> yeah, know, getting into their swing. Yeah, but they just seem they just seem like a more robust kind of like championship side coming up, and I thought I expected a little bit more from them to be honest, and I'm sure Huddersfield fans possibly would feel the same way. So you hope they get relegated? I hope they get saying. relegated. They don't deserve to be here. They disgust me. Right. Well, they were very sloppy, Huddersfield. On that, I think you said Bournemouth at the start of that, but meant Huddersfield, didn't you? Oh, did, I, did I say um, Bournemouth? Oh, yeah, but um, I think Huddersfield looked quite sloppy defending their set pieces, and a team mm. like that that play like that, you, you have to do that. You have to really give everything to those if you're going to stay up. The so, clarity, I meant Huddersfield. Did you? All right, which is why I quit. <laughs> Bournemouth were already there. Yeah. <laughs> and they're now 13th Bournemouth, mm. four points above the relegation zone. And I love it. Back-to-back wins makes all the difference. <laughs> yeah. You know, suddenly they're away. And uh, thinking of Europa League football, possibly not, though. I mean, it's a point <laughs> chalice, isn't it? <laughs> no. It's where all the cool teams are. <laughs> Shall we go down to the championship? Yep. Yes. Specifically Sunderland. Yeah. They drew it home to Speaking Millwall. Speaking of going down. <laughs> Speaking of strange things happening. Yeah, they, they drew it home to Millwall, which is a fantastic result considering that's the best result they can hope for at home. Yeah. Because <laughs> they can't win. Mm. The, the three of the goals in that game were absolute <laughs> goalkeeping howlers. Like, yeah. sort of like... Like, and I mean howlers. You, like, like you, the ones you'll see you'd, one of those a season. The ones like you'd in, see in like the 90s. Like, yeah. where, like David James would come out and flap yeah. at a ball and then and, just drop it into his own net or something. And you only know about it because you've got a video of Danny Baker laughing at it <laughs> at Christmas. <laughs> well, on the back of that game, Danny Baker's thinking, own goals and gas three. Yeah. <laughs> Could <laughs> be. YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Or would it? Um, uh, Sunderland have got a new manager in the form of Chris Coleman. What a surprising appointment. Did not see this one coming? No. no. I thought he would go to a Premier League, so I'll what? wait because the, their, their jobs are coming up. Well, absolutely. This is it. Because as well, you would think at least like a top half championship side where yeah. you've got a good chance of getting promoted. I wonder, did chairman, a chairman wary of managers that have been in international football for, mm. for a while because you know Coleman's reputation before that as a league manager was was fine it wasn't terrible but it wasn't you know it wasn't brilliant sure um but even then you'd have expected him to get a better job than well, Sunderland being bottom of the championship I just wonder he, if, if that scene is he, too long out of the game he must on a regular have, basis he must have I don't know why he would have taken that job unless he's been promised like Martin O'Neill era kind of money yeah because I had to spend because I, I just I don't understand that move at all is I mean, there a takeover coming Sunderland? maybe Possibly. I mean, if a man can't... But on the Sunderland point, if a man who picked up the pieces after Gary Spee's death can't motivate a bloody Sunderland team, well, I mean, I'd, I mean I'd, they just need to just shut up the bloody ground because they're an embarrassment at the moment and they just need something. Well, and I love saying that. Yeah, I, know I could you really do, yeah. feel it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got all Mario Goetze. Um, uh, but, like, but, 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 if, but if he'd just waited a couple of days, yeah. the West Brom job yeah. was up for grabs. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's like the worst sort of marshmallow test ever where it's like, you can have one marshmallow now or if you wait, you can have three. Yeah. yeah. And he went, I want the marshmallow yeah. now. I want the Sunderland one, and not I'm the gonna... West Brom, Swansea, Man United one. <laughs> and I'm going to eat it in Metro land. Man United. Well, West Brom are thinking of uh, approaching... O'Neill, uh, mm. who just with uh, the Northern Ireland job, who's yeah. made a sideways move to Scotland. Yeah, mm. I, I mean it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because you're right, Jim, in what you say with international managers. I mean, well, we're going to see Yogi Love managing in the Championship. <laughs> is where I'm leading with this. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Uh, who knows? Indeed. But yes, uh, uh, Chris Coleman. His comments after he accepted the job a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah. They were Moyes-esque, weren't they? Really? Very mixed bag. I mean, he started off very strongly and then sort of. Well, I'll let you be the judge, ladies and gentlemen. No, he didn't start strongly, sorry. Having just read them back, I just think, what on earth was you? Whether it's me or whether it's the next one, sooner or later this club will start climbing again. Moisesque, as you say. <laughs> start playing in front of a full house again. Get the city rocking and rolling. I want it to be me, of course. Yeah, I mean, right, make it happen, Chris. Thanks. I mean, is that actually maybe just a bit of self-awareness from someone who knows what the modern game works like? Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> true. He then went on to say, all right, we're bottom of the league. Deal with it. Get on with it. It's going to be a big challenge. I haven't got a magic idea that's going to turn it around. What a rallying cry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me or the next one's going to sort this out. I don't have the answers. It's probably going to be the next one. Let's yeah. just deal with it and get on with it. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Brexit means Brexit, Jim, is all I'm saying, OK? <laughs> and Chris Coleman means Chris Coleman. He's, he's doing a soft press conference there, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. 
I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But with the Wales job up for grabs, is it time for Pulis? Surely that <laughs> yeah, makes well, that, sense. That is the, the the obvious fit, isn't it? Because Coleman himself has said the next person has to be um, a Welshman. I don't get it when managers do this, like mm. sort of decide what's going to happen in their old job after they've left it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> do, I, I mean, is it time that the world of football were treated to Tony Pulis managing Gareth Bale? <laughs> Imagine it. Is that what we want to see? Just no. run onto that, Gareth. No one wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Chest that down. You're a big fit lad, Gareth. I think we're going to use you in the air. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play Hal Robson yeah. Carno off you, and uh, it's going to be all changing. You're going to love it. We did have someone tweet us when the news came through saying that if he does take over at Wales, he will, he'll revert Gareth Bale to being a left back. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can see. Yeah, we've already got a left back. Oh, we're playing two of you there. Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> one can stay, one can go. <laughs> uh, wonderful stuff. Right, we are going to talk a little bit about League Two after this. If I had 99 more England caps, I'd have had 100. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. The preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out on Friday. Of course, our better Ross Hunter last week said Spurs would score a penalty against Arsenal in the North London derby. He needs to be replaced. Mm. <laughs> as a out. better, as a better. Get yeah. him out. Right. Yeah. So we look forward to uh, adding a new person, not adding, replacing him yes. in, the, yeah. in the betting chair. With and a if new we person. can't find anyone, we'll just get Gary Megson to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good idea. Um, so, as promised, we're going to mention uh, League Two. Luton Town have already got to mention. Mm. They scored seven again at home last Saturday. Third time this season they've scored seven or more. They beat Yeovil Town 8-2 on the opening day of the season. They beat Stevenage 7-1 last month and won 7-0 at home against Cambridge on the weekend. That means that they are the top scorers in the Football League and the Premier League. They've got 43 goals this season. Man City, well, I say only, they've got 40. Mm. So it's unbelievable. Obviously, it's aided by those three big old wins. Yeah. To be um, fair, though, I've been to Luton and there's, there's not much to do other than score goals. So yeah, you know, <laughs> well, and they're doing it. Involved. Hang on a minute. They've got an airport there. Well, you can fly to other places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the world's most unlovable airport. Yeah. It's, well, take yeah. that, Luton. <laughs> <laughs> you thought this was going to be nice, didn't you? <laughs> well, they're second in the league. They are yeah. second in the league. Um, so they're, they're just behind um, Kevin Nolan's Notts County. Mm. Notts County boasts Shola Ramiobi, of course. Alan Smith, Nicky Hunt and John Stead. Has anyone boasted Shola Ramiobi before? <laughs> <laughs> It's more, of, more of an admission, really, isn't How it? How yeah. dare you? Uh, but yeah, as mentioned as well, Ollie Lee, son of Rob. Yeah, yep. scoring that goal. I, I, it was a 65 yarder. I heard it was reported. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Our man said 70 yard. I mean, when you get that far out, you, yeah, it's, it's, you it's know, fine, isn't it? It's apples a, and oranges, isn't it, Jim? From a different postcode, which is a wonderful bit of trivia. Like, yeah, it's nice, brilliant. Isn't it? but like I, a goal from the halfway line or around it is is one of the best things in football because yeah. if it happens anywhere in the world, it's news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it spreads around. There was one in I think the, I think it was in Chile a couple of years ago where the guy scored from a volley. That's class. But the thing is, this guy was fairly, uh, you know, Lee was fairly well in his own half. Yeah. And actually, it was a breakaway situation. It was a beauty. I mean, the keeper was obviously way off his line. But the last thing the keeper's thinking is, oh, am I going to get lobbed from 65 yards? (laughs) Yes, I am. There it goes. Knowingly lobbed. He was. Knowingly lobbed. But yeah, Luton, they're on on the march. But they need to get uh, Notts County. They need to get to to them. They're two points behind them. But uh, Kevin Nolan will have other things on his mind. He's on a lovely time. Mm-hmm. Chicken, chicken, pla- chicken dancers all round. Player manager. Mm. Always good to see. Less, uh, less player, more manager at the moment, though. <laughs> and now it's time for going for gold. It is time for going for gold. Actually, shall we do going for gold or shall we do something that, I, that we heard on uh, Five Live on Friday? Uh, Matthew Fahirty, uh, Fatty, um, pointed out that BBC Radio Five Live have a new game on their show. No way. Yeah. Right, so we wanted to come up with something like The Beast, the trivia question that chappers used to do on a Friday night. So I'm going to tell you a story from my career about a mystery player and between now and nine o'clock we'll give out clues as to who the player is. Yeah, we're calling it JJ's Jigsaw. We are. Slightly self-indulgent, but it's a working title. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Jermaine Jenis there and his new game (laughs) JJ's Jigsaw. Get in the sea, Jermaine. I meant to press going for gold there. <laughs> this is why people pay for Jermaine Jennings. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I bet he doesn't play out his own stabs. God damn it. Yeah. It's hard being in a goldfish bowl, isn't it? It's like going for gold, but over a longer period of time. <laughs> yeah. Can this one be called going for goldfish bowl? Maybe. <laughs> why not? Are <laughs> oh, you still oh. bitter about that? What? 
About Jermaine Gina saying that about Newcastle? Uh, yes. Yeah, OK, fine. Yes, I am. All right. uh, this one comes from uh, Nick. Thank you very much, Nick, for this uh, nomination and clues. Uh, I was... Oh, God, it's a German name. Um, Karlsruhe? Karlsruhe in Germany? Karlsruhe yeah. in Germany? I was born, the name of the player? I was born on uh, the 16th of October, 1970, in Karlsruhe, Germany. Stop Thomas Muller. Incorrect. Thomas Muller? So I, meant, I meant Andreas Moller, who I've obviously... <laughs> Stop. I can't... Andreas Moller. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh, oh that would have been a David Nugent. I, I couldn't have begrudged you that. You'd have been yeah. Yeah. Jermaine Defoe and David Nugent. That would have been all over. <laughs> I am an avid follower of Buddhist principles. I mean, what that means, I don't know. Stop. Stefan Effenberg. Incorrect. Oh, I thought he might have found peace later <laughs> in his crazy life. <laughs> no, he, he'll take longer to find that. Mm. Stop. Carsten Yanker. Incorrect. Oh. Might have to check the, uh, the the legal definition of some of these uh, clues, but uh, I was once sued by a politician for instigation to murder. Wow. Oh, Gordon Bennett. Mm. Stop. Stefan Kuntz. Incorrect. Nice. <laughs> Just not that, to get a mention, that, is it? Yeah. That is quite a cuntsy thing to do, to be fair. <laughs> instigation to murder. Wow. That's the very dictionary definition of a cunsty thing. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, since my retirement from football in 2007, I have become a regular player of uh, Kegian. Nine pin bowling, basically. Not to be confused with ten pin bowling. Stop. Andreas Kupka. Incorrect. My parents divorced at the age of five. My mother subsequently remarried and I took my stepfather's surname. Stop Fritz, stepdad. <laughs> Fritz, come on now, Jim. Come on, um, Jim. My parents... Uh, no, we're doing that one. Uh, I wore the number seven shirt for nearly 15 years. Stop. Uh, oh, what's it? Mehmet Scholl? Mehmet Scholl! Oh! Yeah. Get in there! Well Great done, Marcus. Marcus. That's fantastic. I'm almost a one-club man, having made over 300 pitches as a player and later returning to manage the second team. I've scored in both legs of the UEFA Cup final and I've won eight Bundesliga titles. The joint most successful player in German club football history. Oh. And I've won the European Championships and the Champions League. So, uh, well done, Mehmet Scholl. Wow. What a player he was. Indeed. When going for going for... Lord. Jigsaw. Jigsaw. <laughs> Yeah, because it's, it's an original idea, isn't it? Going for gold. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that yeah, that doesn't really bother me. Yeah. What, it, what doesn't bother you? It's irked you. It's not irked me. I just somebody pointed out, and I, mean, I thought it would be a funny JJ um, conceit jigsaw. for the show. You, I'm going to get involved. You, you sound irked. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get involved with JJ's jigsaw next well, time. I'm call that Jim because he went about peas in the box, prick. Yeah, yeah. You want some of that? Yeah. I think it's time. I think it's time to get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Otherwise, move on. It will be Petey's jigsaw, and we'll be the pieces. Um, Hang on, I haven't said the things. What have you got to say? Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, We look forward to hearing or seeing you on the preview show. Yeah. Say goodbye, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to spread this out for thirty seconds just to spite me. (laughs) Jim. (laughs) Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. JJ's jigsaw. Bye. Bye.